What's going on, everybody? This is your host of the Iron Money Podcast, Donnie Tudor, coming back to you. Excited to have this conversation because this is a conversation that I feel like can really help a lot of people um, and give a lot of information that people honestly just deserve to have. So this is something that worked for me when it came time to figure out kind of what my ballpark is for being able to purchase a house. So I'm going to go over two things. What it looks like when you are self-employed and what it looks like when you work for somebody else. So I'm going to start with working for somebody else. You're just a normal W-2 employee. You work your nine to five, you do your thing. And that's very, very simple. Um, There's not a lot of craziness with that. And it might sound too simple, but uh, thanks. We'll find a way to make it a little harder. But this is what's worked for me. So... I'm basing this off of you making $20 an hour. Now, it times up by 2,080, which is 52 40 hour weeks, which gives you a yearly salary of $41,600. If you make $20 an hour and you work those 52 40s, that's going to give you a monthly average income before tax of $3,466.67. That's easy. Now, how they determine though, what your loanability is, is called debt to income ratio. So they typically like that to be at 43%. So if you make $100 a month, they don't want you to have more than $43 worth of debt. $43 worth of debt. So 43% of debt. If you make 1000 you can have up to about $430. So, especially when it comes to a mortgage. So, you make $20 an hour, work your 52 40-hour weeks, your monthly average is $3,466.67 before tax. That makes your 43% off the top $1,490.67. Now, I've seen this done two different ways. I've seen it done off the monthly income. I've also seen it deducted out of the 43%. So I'm going to go having these next numbers pulling off the 43%. 43% of your monthly income is $1,490.67. Now let's say you have a car payment or a credit card. You're not able to pay off fully or um, you know something along those lines. Recurring credit that you owe monthly so let's say that is $75 well we're going to take 1490.67 minus $75 for your debt that leaves you with $1,415.67 now let's say you have something that is not like a typical debt like let's say you um, you had your tax return or your taxes filed and you actually owed money but you didn't have enough money to necessarily put that all up so you had to get a payment plan put in pace and it costs you $25 a month. So you're going to take that $1,415.67 and you're going to subtract that $25 a month debt to the IRS from that. And that's going to leave you with $1,390.67. And that's where the buck stops. You can afford a $1,390.67 a month mortgage. Well, how can I tell how much... I can buy a house for it with that. Well, the number that I've found is kind of based off putting 10% down. If you put 10% down 
and you times that $1,390.67 by 162.5, it will tell you that you are clear to finance $225,983.33. So that means that you could probably be looking to buy about a $250,000 house. 10% down on 251.092 is going to leave you financing 225.983. That's pretty simple. Nothing too crazy there. That's, that's a pretty easy way of doing it. Alrighty. So most people work for somebody else. There's that. Let's get into what is a little bit more complicated, which is what I have to deal with on a consistent basis. And sometimes it makes me want to rip my fucking teeth out. Again, this is not what I do for a living, but this is the numbers that have allowed me to get pretty damn close. There are some extenuating circumstances where it's not where it's not on point. But so far, the friends that I've helped in my experiences, these things have been pretty damn on point. When you are self-employed, you work for yourself, they're going to make you work on your 24-month average. So let's say it's your first year. First off, it's going to be difficult as hell. They really, really fucking ride you. But let's say you, you do have a bank that works with you. And uh, let's say, you know, you take that, that first year and you make a hundred grand that year. And after everything is taken off, it leaves you 75 grand. They're going to make you divide that by 24 because they make you do a two year average, which makes it hard. But I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a two year average. And this is what it's going to break down at. Your pre-tax gross for year one is $100,000. Year two is $115,000, which puts your combined two-year gross at $215,000. That doesn't really matter, though. We're just looking at the number 215 right now. So 215. And then we're going to go down and we're going to say, okay, what write-offs did I take? Well, let's say in the $100,000 year, you had about $25,000 worth of write-offs. And in the $115,000 year, well, you went up 15%. Let's say you your cost goes up a little bit. Let's say let's say you uh, had to spend $27,500 that year. That would put your two-year average at $52,500. And what that is going to leave you with is your two years net of $162,500. Now you're going to take that $162,500 and you're going to divide it by 24 months. And that's going to leave you with 67,000 or <laughs> wow, $6,770.83. Now let's say like for me, I do have a W2 job on the side as well. And let's say you make a thousand dollars a month at that job. That's pre-tax. They're not gonna. They're not gonna um, use your post-tax. They're gonna use your pre-tax number for that. So I have a twenty-four month average of six thousand seven hundred seventy dollars and eighty-three cents plus my one thousand dollars per month W two income gives me a total of seven thousand seven hundred seventy dollars and eighty-three cents. Forty-three percent of that is three thousand three hundred forty-one dollars. So that's what we're working with for now. Now, let's say uh, you have a car payment 
and it is $500, whatever that may be, you're gonna subtract that payment from your 43%. Subtract, your, if you got a tax payment, if you got a car payment, if you got whatever it may be, okay, you are going to subtract 500. So that's gonna take my $3,341 and it's gonna drop it down to $2,841. I'm going to take and I'm going to times that by 162.5, which gives me $461,000. $736.98. So it's 461.736.98. That means that when I go to the bank, they're going to loan me up to 461, which means if I put 10% down, I'm going to be looking at being in the 500. Ten five hundred fifteen thousand dollar um, price range to purchase a house. Now, that's pretty simple. But let's say you are in a in a business or in any business, and uh, let's say you spent you know over the course of two years, say you spent that fifty two thousand five hundred dollars. Those are write offs. But let's say thirty five thousand of that was for equipment. Let's say you bought a car. Let's say you bought um, weight room equipment or computers or desks or one-time purchases that you need to operate your business. Well, you can actually depreciate that. And when you depreciate that, you're able to use that money towards your buying power. So let's say uh, you wrote off a total of $25,000, but $15,000 of it was depreciated. So we're only going to remove $10,000 of buyability from you. So 10,000, bam. Oh, that puts your one at 90 grand that I'm able to use. And 20,000 there. So the second year, $27,500. Let's say you're able to depreciate $20,000 of that. That's going to leave you at $7,500. That's all you have to pay taxes on, or that's all is being written off at this point. So now, your second year, you have $107,500, which puts your two-year average at a, or your two-year net at $197,500, which bumps your 24-month average to $8,229.17. You add back your W-2 income of 1000 that puts you at $9,229.17. Forty-three percent of that is three thousand nine hundred sixty-nine dollars. You have your five hundred dollar debt, which leaves you with three thousand four hundred sixty-eight dollars and fifty-four cents. Times up by one sixty-two-five, and that's five hundred sixty-three thousand six hundred thirty-eight dollars and two cents that you're able to get from the bank. Now that is. $101,901.04 more than you were able to before you depreciated things, which gives you the ability to buy a house for $626,264, 560 of that coming from the bank. Gives you an idea of kind of how to start shopping. So take your pre-tax gross, subtract your write-offs if you have your business, or if you don't, just go straight into 43%. Subtract any debts that you have from there. 
whatever that final number is that you have, times it by 162.5 and bank on a 10% down. And that's gonna give you an idea of what the bank is willing to give you. When you get done with that, when you have that number that the bank is willing to give you, divide that number by 0.9, because it's 90% of what the of what you can buy if you put 10% down. There's a lot of numbers being thrown around right now. It's a little complicated sometimes. So if you got questions on this, shoot me a message. I will put something together in a spreadsheet. I'll copy a link to you. That way, if you're looking at this stuff, you can click it in. You can click in, you know, hey, um, I make $25 an hour. Okay, bam, $25 an hour. That's right around 52 grand a year, which is going to blah, 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 blah. And it's pretty simple stuff from there. But this is what I use because every time if I went and like got pre-qualified every single time that I... Uh, that I wanted to purchase a home or look at a project or something like that. Like my credit would just continually nose that we don't want that. So I put this together. This is something that worked for me. It took me a little bit. I checked with my realtor, I checked it with the banks and things like that. And most of the time it works really, really well. There are some circumstances where it's not going to work correctly for you. But most of the time, unless you have some very odd circumstances, it's going to, it's going to work out just fine. Some of those odd circumstances are, uh, you know, sometimes on certain investments, if you don't put enough down, you're going to have to have a mortgage insurance. Um, there's different zones where you can and can't use different things. If it's a second home, it's a, if it's a first home, there's different things like that that go into this. But this is a really simple way of looking at, you know, how much can I afford based off of what I make and my 43% debt to income ratio. So you want to research this more, I think the most important thing would be really understanding your debt to income ratio. 43% is what most banks work with. Some banks are very strict. Some banks are able to work around things a little bit differently. So there are advantages and disadvantages to having your own business. And there are advantages and disadvantages to just being a straight up W-2 employee. So if you guys have questions, I would love to chop it up. I'm not an expert in this field. But this is something that I have had success with that I've enjoyed doing. And I do like sharing that information with you guys because it was shared with me. And, uh, you know, some of this stuff I kind of figured out on my own. But I always had some help. If I'm able to help you guys, that makes me happy. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. If you guys got questions, hit me up on Instagram. Y'all know how to get a hold of me. And I appreciate you guys tuning in to the Iron Money Podcast. See you guys next time.